Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Friday afternoon edition of The Green Rush, the really live business of cannabis talk show on Pro Cannabis Media. I'm Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media, and we're so happy you've joined us again here on a Friday afternoon. We're out of the New England area, just outside of Boston, well, way outside of Boston, to be honest with you. And I'm going to be joined by two guest hosts, uh, from both ends of the country, New Jersey and Washington State. Josh Kincaid is with us from Washington State, and Doug Miller from New Jersey is with us as well. And now joining us in the Zoom room on the really live edition of Green Rush is an old friend of mine named Stephen Werther. He's the principal at the Alternative Compassion Services uh, Dispensary, Medical Dispensary in Westbridge. Are you in West Bridgewater or in Bridgewater, Stephen? Regular Bridgewater, just Bridgewater. Regular, regular Bridgewater, <laughs> Massachusetts, a, a small town of how many? Uh, there's about 30,000 residents in, in okay. uh, Bridgewater. All right, 30,000. That, that, that's, that's not bad at all. Uh, and um, Stephen is here for a number of reasons. One is he's a friend of mine. Uh, second of all, uh, he is also the owner of a medicinal medical only dispensary in Massachusetts. And tomorrow in Bridgewater, there'll be a vote that the people that live there get to say to Stephen, hey, you can have an adult use or you could go after an adult use license now. Uh, Stephen, are you nervous about this or what? Uh, sure. Uh, uh, cautiously optimistic. Been working at this for a long time. Um, two years ago, the town council voted to block us from being able to add add or convert to adult use. We actually want to add adult use. Um, but yeah, so luckily one of the a couple of the town councilors got this vote on tomorrow. There's a special election in town actually for eight of the nine town councilor seats. And there's this one question on the ballot that would allow the two existing medical dispensaries in Bridgewater to be able to uh, add or convert uh, rec sales. So. Yeah. And, and New Jersey and Washington, I'm guessing that this also happened. And Doug, you're in New Jersey. Um, when they first went adult use only a few months ago, uh, there was, again, a lot of uh, pushback by local communities. Uh, has that started to soften a little bit? It has a little bit. They want some of the tax revenue and, you know, they just want to have extra businesses in town and attract foot traffic. So some of the towns have definitely lightened up on it. But uh, yeah, it was it was something to see because only some of the dispensaries that were um, medical use were allowed to become adult use. And some had stipulations where they could only open up at 4 p.m. on certain days. It was the craziest thing at first. They, they were just like making up rules as they went along, it seemed like. But that sounds like Massachusetts. That sounds like. Every new state, um, Josh, being the elder state in Washington State, uh, it, is it separated between adult use and medical, or how, how does it work in Washington State? So we started off medical, and then we went recreational about uh, I think ten years, maybe. Um, no, so sorry, 2016 is when we went uh, adult use, uh, and, and ever since then the, the numbers have just plummeted. Uh, nobody really goes out because it doesn't really make sense. Literally, doesn't doesn't save you anything. You get 10 percent off, maybe. If you're going to go buy at a store, the advantage, however, is if you want to grow, you have to have a medical card. Otherwise, it's literally a felony to grow without one. So that's one advantage. Yeah. And, and again, 
Every state's rules and laws are different. There are new states coming on board on a regular basis. New York, of course, opened up for legal sales this week. And from what I've seen is the lines were many blocks long and it was a bit crazy, but you know what? It got done and now it's out there. Um, Stephen, let's go back to you for a second. The move from medicinal to adult use um, opens up the entire market to you, right? Rather than those like myself who have a medical card, right? Exactly. Yeah, we, um, you know, there are a lot of people and we can get into the whole discussion or whatever about medicinal and recreational, but uh, there are a lot of people that don't want to get their cards, um, but they still want to be able to get cannabis. We have a lot of, pro we have some products that are you know, clearly medically focused that you don't generally see in adult use stores in Massachusetts, like, you know, RSO, for example. Uh, but uh, yeah, we want to open it up so that people that don't want to get their cards still have access to our fantastic products. Yeah. And that you've been in operation, tell me, August, I know it was August, and I just don't know what year, 2019, 2018? Uh, tw yeah, 2018. So Four and a half years for retail. We started cultivating five years. It'll be this March will be five years ago. We started cultivation. Yeah. And, and your facility is you could replicate your facility pretty much anywhere because you've got the grow underneath the offices and the dispensary are above it. And then you've got a whole bunch of parking spots all around your facility out there. And I've always found it easy on, easy off the highway in Massachusetts. Uh, are you starting to see, um, are people finding you much easier now? Yeah, we don't have any. Yeah. I mean, as far as finding us, it's it's easy to find us. We we have people that still come to us and, are, you know, get to the door and don't realize we're medical only. And obviously we can't let them in. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, getting here, as, you, as you're somewhat familiar with, we're right off of Main Highway, so it's pretty easy. All right, I'm going to turn it right around and ask both Doug and Josh this question. The word recreational. Josh, are you comfortable with that as opposed to adult use? I I use them almost interchangeably just because we we were using recreational as as a word for a long time but I think adult use is uh more appropriate and so I've been trying to to lead with that I, I don't think recreational is is um it's not really my opinion I think we all use cannabis medicinally whether it's for anxiety or uh pain inflammation whatever reason we're using for it it, it all the common denominator is some kind of medicinal benefit to that. So I try not to say recreational because that means like we're going out and eating edibles and partying and having a good time. And some people do that on a Friday night, but I don't think that's the majority nor the holistic approach the industry necessarily wants to take. Yeah. Well, needless to say, none of us on this call are under, uh, <clears throat> and uh, they're not in the 21 to 35-year-old demo, let's just say. Doug, um, recreational versus adult use in New Jersey, that's the newest state, really, um, on the East Coast that is now legal. I mean, Maryland came on board as well recently, but are you, are you comfortable with the word recreational when it's being described as an adult use product? I uh, I tend to think if I'm talking to a younger crowd, you use the word recreational. And again, like you were saying, it's more partying for them. They don't really 
understand everybody the medicinal and nor do they really need medicinal side when you're in your 20s and uh and some people do but uh as you get to your like 30 year old market demo and older yeah adult use just seems to be the term and it it is it's just a better term to be honest with you it doesn't sound like you're going out to party right and and as i keep trying to explain to people this is a plant medicine Stephen, I know you're adamant about this. You know the medicinal qualities of this plant, and you want to be able to provide good product to your customers because you see the impact it had. I know there's at least one story that has always kind of uh, given me goosebumps about that couple that came in with a child, I believe, and uh, you guys were able to kind of concoct some kind of a magic potion, and and it helped him out. Um, as As an owner of a cannabis dispensary, isn't that one of the reasons why you got into it was to help people? Yeah, frankly, it was the whole reason I went into it. You know, back in, uh, well, back in 2016, uh, when that's when the, uh, the, the adult use market was legalized in mass too. But we went into business, we strictly went into business for medical. I mean, we wanted to help people. A lot of people got their medical licenses because that gave them first dibs on getting an adult use license. That was never that was never our intention. Our intention was to have a medical facility, and we have helped so many people, including that 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 really young child that you're talking about. It was just a, it was a you know very heavy CBD to THC ratioed product uh, per the per the per this kid's doctor. But yeah, we've seen a lot of really. We've helped a lot of people, and that's why I say we want an adult use license. But I really want people that are looking for medical, medical products, medical you know focused products to come here. And just if they don't want to get their card, I you know I get that. Um, you know the state's even considering doing away with the telemedicine, you know that they brought on when COVID hit. And instead of making it easier for people to get their cards, they're going to go back to making it more difficult. We have to have an appointment. So, uh, but yeah, we're focused on medical. And even if we have adult use, we're still going to have our, you know, we don't, we don't refer to our, we refer to our uh, dispensary agents as patient care advocates. We don't refer to them as bud tenders. Um, But even on the adult use side, we're going to be training our staff the same way we train uh, the, the PCAs we have now. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to question. Ask, ask you a question about um, the mentality of the consumer who comes in with a medical card to your facility. I know in adult use dispensaries, the the buying the buying cue, I guess it would be, is give me the one with the most THC. That seems to be how people buy this product. But as someone who understands the product, it's more than just how much TAC, isn't it? It is all about those those terpenes that that drive the bus. Oh, absolutely. And are they coming in medicinally? Are they looking for the highest THC or are they looking for answers to an ailment or a condition that they've been diagnosed with? So honestly, I mean, there's there's a little of both, right? But a lot of people that come in here, and I would say, you know, probably a majority of our patients, they're looking for relief. So they want to know what strain, what, you know, what combination, whether it's a, you know, a one-to-one product or whatever it is, they're looking for the, they're looking for that relief and they're, they're looking for the right, you know, whether you, how you titrate, you know, whether you eat it, smoke it, vape it, whatever it is. Um, 
that's the majority of our patients. And those are the kinds of people that we want, that we're targeted at helping. So, but there are some people that, you know, we call them tack hunters and they're, they're gonna be out there. And frankly, the industry is doing it to themselves, right? Rather than being focused on the terpenes and the flavonoids. And, you know, it's a, there's a reason why they, everyone claims whole plant medicine is best. I think I think it's interesting how you how you view that, but um, I do want to go back to and uh, also uh, correct myself. It's not just a grow facility underneath. In the same level that you have your offices and your dispensary, you've got a pretty elaborate uh, kitchen and manufacturing facility right there. That's what I mean about you could literally could pick up the whole thing and move it anywhere and start up just like it. I mean, it's a replicable franchise almost. Um. I suppose in some ways it is. Yeah. Right? The people behind all of this. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in, in that regard, it is. Uh, a medical license in Massachusetts allows you to cultivate, do production, which is edibles, concentrates, um, and have a retail store. Whereas if you're an adult use, the cultivation license, a production license, and in a, in a, in a retail adult use, those are all separate licenses. Right. And, and if I remember correctly, was it 17... Um, 17,000 square foot grow? Well, the buildings are almost uh, over 25,000 square feet. We, okay. We, yeah, we have about 10,000 feet of actual canopy. There you go. And of that percentage, how much are you able to wholesale? Because you could still wholesale some of that, right? Sure. Yeah, we have to. So in, in Massachusetts, we're required to maintain a minimum of 30% of our inventory for our medical patients. Yep. Right now, right now, probably 95% of our products go to our medical patients and we wholesale a small, a small amount. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's vertically, vertical integration. But you're going for the adult license because you want to expand your market. Like any, any businessman wants to get the, the most uh, reach and uh, availability for their products uh, for adults. And the bigger your market, you know, the better your business is going to do. Um, any, uh, obviously this is why you're moving towards an adult use um, vote anyway. And, and how do you view the vote? Do you, are you confident going in or what? Yeah, we are confident. We've done a lot of outreach here. Um, and most of the people we've come across uh, are for it. I mean, definitely sentiment seems to have changed. This is the, there's always a, there's always a vocal no people, um, and Bridgewater has this uh, pretty vocal no group. Uh, they tend to be on the smaller side, and you know they just cite all the things that we all know in this industry just not to be true. But you know you can put stuff out there, and it's hard to sometimes refute that stuff. So, but they put the they put stuff out. You know they're still these guys are in Bridgewater are still using the whole gateway thing. Uh, it's comical, really, but um, I, you so know, yeah, it, we're, we're optimistic. We, we really think we have a good shot at getting this squared I think, away. I, well, I hope so. We certainly hope so. And I will be marching with you guys. I'll be hanging out for a little bit in the morning, uh, late morning, uh, down there in Bridgewater. And and if anybody is going in to vote no, put let me let me at them. Okay, let me add them. I, I think I could sway them one way or another. Um, right. hey, hey, Doug, if you were confronted by a naysayer in your backyard, how would you spin them around to the other side? What are some of the factoids that you've used to enlighten people about the medicinal products of this plant? 
I always just explain what I've seen firsthand and what I've done firsthand. And I'm sorry. And uh, that is, unfortunately, my mom was one of the first patients in the state of New Jersey to receive the medical card in 2016. She unfortunately passed away from colon cancer. Mm. But at that time, I was a chef. So I would make all of her food with butter. And I saw firsthand what it would do for her. She told all the doctors what it did for her. No other medicines really helped her. She had a tough, uh, tough time with everything. And uh, unfortunately, she passed. And I just took my knowledge to the next level. I wanted to help more people because I saw what it did. And then I started doing extractions myself and making my own oils and formulas. And to the point where I can stop seizures. I have worked with hundreds of people and stopped seizures all over the country and worked with doctors and teach medical professionals how to properly prescribe medical cannabis. I love the plant. I believe in it. And uh, I've seen what it does and, and I know what it does. And, uh, you know, when you see doctors that really don't help, they can't help with the, with pharmaceuticals when people get to a certain state and cannabis can just help people's quality of life. And I don't, I always say, I don't claim to cure anything and doctors aren't curing anything either. So let's get it straight, but you can help somebody's quality of life and, uh, and extend their life a little longer so that they can enjoy themselves. It's a beautiful thing. And I literally met my business partner that way, helping her grandmother and extending her life. And we became business partners and, uh, yeah, you just find some amazing people out there and you try to help them. You can, that's what it's about. Yeah. Hey, another amazing person out there is in Washington state, Josh Kincaid. Josh, if you confront somebody who talks about cannabis as a gateway drug, how do you handle that myth? Oh, I, I promote cannabis all the time at the gym. I'm at the gym, you know, every morning working out and the trainers and people look at me weird. Some people are like, oh, hey, I like your shirt or I like your hat or whatever. So I'm just out there promoting it. Active cannabis lifestyle right here. Old guy working out using cannabis. And that's how I promote it. You know, I'm just living my life. I'm trying to lead by example and uh, getting rid of some of those myths. So I'm not just this young kid trying to get high, right? So uh, the first thing I would say is if you think this t-shirt is inappropriate to wear to a gym, what about the the uh, machine you have over there that's dispensing sugary beverages? You know, sugar causes all of these ailments, diabetes, glaucoma, cancer, heart, issues, uh, spontaneous combustion, <laughs> like whatever the issue, uh, it's cannabis is not any of those. And so I want to kind of show people uh, and just kind of, again, lead by example, uh, rather than um, having some kind of confrontation, I'd rather just show by example, but if they want to come to me and say, hey, that shirt's not appropriate to wear at the gym, that's the first thing I would say is neither is the the Red Bull, and they've got this other cafe that serves nothing but waffles and sugary beverages. And it's supposed to be a healthcare facility. Come on now. Oh, America, what a country. Um, Stephen, uh, how do you handle that, that pushback on gateway? It's a gateway drug. I have a great line, but I'm gonna let you go first, and then I'm gonna follow it up. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to what these guys said. I mean, we, you know, it just that that doesn't make any sense. I mean, you know, talk about things that, as Josh was saying, I mean, things are addictive. Sugar's addictive. Coffee's addictive. Cigarettes are addictive. There's so many things that are worse for you. Clearly, by you know, if you look at the list, you know, cannabis is way down the bottom of the list from all these other things. So, yeah, we we just try and address it that it, you know 
there are a lot of things people can get addicted to. People have addictive personalities. It doesn't matter what it is. Food, chocolate, it doesn't, coffee, it doesn't matter. So that's how, that's how we try and that's how we try best to, to address it and say it's, you know, it's not that it's not anything about cannabis. It's about people's personalities and whether they can use something appropriately or abuse it, whether people are going to abuse it. Yeah. And, and I always start with, excuse me, do you drink coffee? <laughs> Have you ever skipped a day without coffee? Do you know how you feel after that? Because that is a far more addictive drug than the cannabis plant. I mean, we've all gone through it. 91% of Americans, by the way, have one cup of coffee, coffee a day. And to me, seems to me that they probably have had a coffee before they imbibe in, in any other um, medicine or drug out there. So who's to say that caffeine isn't the true culprit here and the true gateway um, to start using a product that has some medicinal benefits. What does coffee do for us all? It wakes us up. It helps us focus in the morning. It gets rid of that, that drag you have when you first are um, getting up out of bed. That's an addiction, folks. And it's, it's provided by your employer. It's psychoactive. And you have all these employers that are, they literally offer you free coffee to say, go get that drug. As long <laughs> as it works and benefits us, yeah. go ahead. We're going to pay for it. And, you know, the other thing I like to say is the endocannabinoid system speaks volume. So what I like to tell people is that, you know, just like the electrical outlet on your wall, all those switches, digestive system, immune system, respiratory systems runs on your endocannabinoid system. And if your ECS is dry, what do you think is doing that? To your system. We don't have an Advil or an ibuprofen system. You're going to block your CB1, CB2 receptor cells and, and try to block the pain and inflammation. That's okay, but your body's not breathing. And so trying to explain that to somebody who might be one of those NIMBYs, the not in my backyard types, is the first thing I would go to is say, you have an endocannabinoid system that requires cannabinoids like CBD or THC to run on it. And if it's dry, probably not a good thing. Running a car dry with no oil, not good. You know, looking at a train that runs dry on its tracks, you put something in the way, what happens? Decimated. So I wouldn't probably try to run on a dry endocannabinoid system knowing that. So I keep mine flush. <laughs> and to add to that, I always say it's, it's a real simple form why cannabis works. Cannabis works because it reduces inflammation and stress. Stress causes everything, causes all your inflammation, which causes just about every ailment. So when you have a plant that's natural and it actually reduces the two things that cause all your ailments, it doesn't take rocket science to figure it out. You just have to find this, the right formula that works for you. Every person's different. And I explained, that's why pharmaceutical medicinal uh, medicine don't work because it's all geared like one to a thousand people it can work perfect for. And the rest is just going to kind of work for. And uh, unless you can, and who's sitting there trying to figure out their pills and milligrams and stuff like that with something pharmaceutical, you just take what the doctor tells you, at least cannabis, you can actually figure out your dosage, have edibles, have different forms of, of digesting it and inhaling it, whatever you like, and figure out exactly what you need. Some bigger people need a lot before they even feel anything, and smaller people don't need so much, and, and it's right. vice versa. You just never know on the person or what pain they're in, so it... uh. You can you can figure it out and manage it, and, and it's never harming anybody. I always say it never interacts with any of your medicines, yeah. not that I've ever seen. The I, whole, just saw, the, I just the saw whole that legal, they were 
the whole talking about system. anesthesiology. The anesthesiologists were saying they want to wait like two hours, have people medically tested, and wait two hours if they come up from smoking because it could interact with that. And I smoked my whole life before surgeries, and I, I don't. Know. I get you. I, I totally, and I, I think it's the biggest thing. It's it's almost like a a huge self medication study going on right now in legal states all over the United States, because we're all still learning what impact this cultivar might have on my body, what impact that cultivar might have on my body. What if I took just a, a four to one CBD to THC or a 10 to one CBD to THC like I do every morning? That's That to me is really learning what your own body needs. Um, Stephen Werther, I know you'd love to get these two guys out there talking to the Bridgewater residents, but the only way that's gonna happen now is if we play back the uh, the interviews for for them uh, there. You know, you know what I mean, right? I do. All right. Well, look, um, anybody that's in the Bridgewater area, please go out to vote at the middle school tomorrow. I think, Stephen, you said 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. The polls are open. Polls are open. We'll, okay. be there with, we'll be there with signs. If you know anybody, if you don't live in Bridgewater, but you know somebody, tell them Call. to come down and support us. Yeah. If, again, if you don't, you're right, exactly. If you're not in the area and you know somebody in that town, by all means, pick up the phone, email them, text them, whatever you do to communicate and get them out uh, to vote. Stephen Werther, uh, so appreciate you coming on. And, you know, we should also mention that Bridgewater isn't the only town you're in. You opened up where? We have a medical dispensary in Hull, Mass. Hull, Mass, which is the home of Nantasket Beach, which has a... <laughs> right. I mean, anybody who grew up in the greater Boston area knows all about Nantasket Beach. And, uh, and uh, you know, I've, I've been going to that beach since I was three years old and I have a picture to prove it. Not that I'm going to show that. OK, <laughs> Stephen Werther from uh, ACS. Thank you so much for uh, coming on. Appreciate it. And uh, we will continue with our Green Rush Live business of cannabis talk show after this break. And after all, we missed 420. So Jonathan Edwards, he's got to bring us right back to it. It is Friday after all. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your canna confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked.